This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. So a great holiday is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, it sounds like it. Um, From everything you just finished telling me. Yeah. All those dirty, sordid details of your holiday. Oh, family uh, stuff. You know how it is. You, you, hey, you know, I know I know it too. Uh, welcome to Give That Some Thought. I know that pain. It's not pain, though. Tripod Broadcasting's flagship show. Uh, that's that's Matt talking hey. about pain, and then this is Addison, um, your fearless co-host. Matt, so what... Anything to report for the holiday? What went over mom? Well, I, I guess. Was just about or? to say, uh, I, I said family time, pain time, whatever. Uh, not true. No, I had a good Christmas, man. Oh, look at you! It was good. Uh, family and everything. Yeah, nobody fought. Whoa. No. So a, no. a human family Christmas with no fights. Yeah, it's it's been happening ever since my sister got on the medication. I think. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, well, once once that six month period where that kicked in, then everything's good. I think as everybody's becoming an adult, we're just becoming more a little bit more mellow about certain yeah. things. Well, because I and it's funny because the, the youngest is eighteen now, and so everybody it's everybody's between the ages yeah. of thirty three and eighteen. Eight eight, we're all yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've said this before, and I'll get real real personal here. Mm. Yeah, and, and oftentimes I'll do this off the show or say, "Oh, I'll tell you afterwards." But you know, here's a moment, Matt, it's for okay. you and our listeners. As I've gotten older. Because my brother, you know, will hold stuff against, you know, um, well, I just had, you know, my parents or whatever, you know, for for some of the ways sure. they raised us or whatever it is, you know, not going to get into detail about that, but, but, uh, and, and he'll, he'll, he'll like act on it. Like he'll be like, you know, oh, I don't want to, you know, mm, take my kid over there. You make me feel this way or whatever, yeah. that sort of thing. And I'm now, I'm only a year and a half older than him, but my whole view is that like, you know, my mom or my sisters or my family or my dad or whoever might not be my favorite person in the world. Sure. They may, they've, they've been real close to me in terms of proximity mm-hmm. uh, for the duration of my life. And, in, and during that time, I'm sure they've done some hurtful things. Yeah. Um, perhaps intentionally, whatever it is. But you know what? The, the amount of time that my mom, is, mom or dad is going to be on this planet is uh, is coming to a close. Yeah. C- could be a long time. Could be not so long. I mean, time. for your parents, sure. My mom is going to live forever. She's not going yeah, to die. Absolutely. Which is why when mine when mine does croak, I'm, I'm just going to adopt yours. That's um, well, that's fine. Yeah, you yeah. can you can share my mom. Um, but that's whole that's my whole logic. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I yeah, I'll take my my son with it. Like that's her grandkid. Like right. I'm not like that's that's. Because I know that in ten year or whatever the time period, I don't want to put a time period on it, but you know, in whatever time period that is, you know, when my son's like, oh, what was grandma like, you know, or what was, you know, I only remember that a little bit, or you know, we only saw her like once, because like my grandma on my dad's side, you know, again, real personal, uh, we never saw. I've got like two memories ever mm-hmm. of of like that woman or those people, yeah. and and you know, not that it's right or wrong, but I do know that it was, it was for some things that, that the family was split, split about, you know, yeah. upset and, you know, just people being the way they are, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, that's eh, not, I don't want that for my kids. Yeah. I don't want that for my kids. You know, and if I have to take my kid, cause my wife has a lot of that in her family and we've decided, we've even decided, you know, even, even people on her side of the family that we don't agree with how they, they, you know, raise their kids or belief or whatever. 
so what? So what? It's yeah. my job to have enough of an influence on my kids' lives that they know, hey, that's not how we behave. Yeah. And if we see them on holidays and go over there or whatever, and that's, you know, it's my job that, to know that they know enough of what is right that they'll see that and be like, oh, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But not, not, not to just keep it from, and then in 10 years, they're like, oh, who is Uncle So and So? I've never heard, like, have we seen him like once? Like, mm. no, no, no. You know, oh, that's Uncle So and So. He has a drinking problem. Yeah. That's why he wears an ankling. Yeah. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's not, that's just, hey, the world's a piece of shit, kids. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's one of the things I like about <laughs> about my big family. It's, it's this microcosm of all sorts of personalities and relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And having, you know, my niece and have, seeing her grow up and, and you know, as, as that next generation you know, as my brothers and sisters and I start having babies, well, my brothers and sisters, I, I probably won't have any babies because no one loves me. Um, but well, you don't have to love to have babies, man. I found that out. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Whoa! Wow, that was. <laughs> I'm sorry, Meredith. You've been living a lie. Uh, no, no, as, as you know, as as my brothers and sisters and everybody in the family that starts having you know kids and stuff, and they start growing up. Uh, it's it's a microcosm of of human interaction and and personality types and relationships and I want my, you know my kids and and my nieces and nephews to learn from the family relationships that we have and part of that is not keeping things hidden. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh yeah, Matt had a, definitely had a drinking problem in his twenties. <laughs> he drank way too much. Wait, is how old are you, Matt? I'm thirty two. Okay. Yeah. Just just for the record. Just, yeah. Well, so it's on. So it's on. You know, this in episode. the United States, the the twenties last until thirty five. Got gotcha. you. So, good yeah, point. Yeah, I'm, good point. I'm in my twenties until my thirty fifth birthday. <laughs> um, in my mind, at least. Uh, <laughs> n- no, like, or you know, hey, Matt. Well, for they, your reality, your yeah. mind is the only thing that counts. You yeah. realize that, right? Your your, your uncle, your uncle, <laughs> your uncle Matt is a is a okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, I I I get that. But but just remember, I'm way past solipsism right now. So. You got you got some work to do to come. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Come at me, bro. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I want my nieces and nephews to know about me personally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. About exactly. Their aunts and uncles personally, and like the stuff we struggle with, and and understanding personality types and 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 relationships within a family dynamic, um, and in a, within an extended family dynamic is a good thing for young young kids to learn. Um, and also learning how to forgive your family because your family is always going to be family and your family's also the ones who cause you the biggest hurt in your life. Yeah. The hurts that last the longest. Because they're the closest. Yeah. The they're hurts the closest. and yeah. the traumas that last the longest and affect you the most it's are family. almost always completely caused by your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in order to, to become a healthy person, you have to learn how to get past those things and forgive and, and not see... Um, your family member as that thing they did that traumatized you, but as or that entity that was the that was the person they used to be. That was the mistake that they made that they didn't understand, yeah, fully what they were doing, and neither did I at the time. And so that's that's I don't know. I, I think I, I think extended family is valuable because it's 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 your village, it's your tribe, and you, your kids need to learn that. Uh, they need, not everybody's perfect. Yeah, especially you too. You know, that's that's a mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Uh, you know, understanding my mom and and understanding our relationship as adults. Like uh, Christmas isn't about 
me getting something. It's about my mom being able to, to shower love and little get, gifts and presents on everybody for a, a 24-hour period. That's really what it's about. Yeah. Um, it's about it's about her, like during her doing her one time a year thing where she she just she just unloads and my mom squirrels away money and gifts and stuff all year long. Yeah, and then just unleashes in a giant a volley. Yeah, she mm-hmm. just she, yeah, she like she, a volley of Christmas she, cheer. She edges, she edges, and she edges, and she edges up to Christmas all year. So she's she pretends <laughs> like she's on the edge of Christmas all year. Gee, a just, sexual metaphor. She, wow, that's what, how is that sexual? She edges. I, <laughs> <laughs> All year long, and then just unloads at the end at, at, on December twenty fourth. Uh, for and what is wrong with it takes you? What is, hours that's the unload. real question here. Join us next time. My mom takes twenty four hours to unload. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, maybe for you. Um, what is that supposed to mean? Well, for me, it's a much shorter period. But uh, no, my mom. Uh, she's already had the, the change. She doesn't have periods anymore. <laughs> she's almost sixty, dude. <laughs> Bananas. I think I think my mama is. <laughs> how old your mama? I don't know how old my parents are. They were born in fifty six and fifty seven, I guess. So, yeah. well, my mom was born in fifty seven. So she's. Oh yeah. So yeah, they're almost sixty. Yeah. Yeah. My mom yeah. will be sixty in a couple of years. Yeah. <sighs> That's crazy, right? Your your parents will be senior citizens. Imagine that. In five years, six years. In in a couple years, my, my mom's technically already senior senior citizen. Could you know? Yeah. Could get could get the whole AARP and everything, but you know. Yeah. Our, Tune in next time for Growing Up with Matt and Addison. Yep. It's a weird thing, dude. It really is. You know, like I said, as I've gotten as, as I've gotten older, you know, I look at it and it's like I've got a kid now, and I, yeah, all of my focus is on like the the world and the environment that he's going to be mm-hmm. in you know and and um i think the uh i think the number one thing and my kid is two right so <laughs> comparatively basically i don't know shit about raising kids but i'll say this just in my own mind yeah if i had to say this is the number one thing as a parent you should think about mm-hmm. or, or 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 consider is that i don't want to do what I think is the natural thing to do in that the way that I was raised and whatever, whatever things were allowed or not allowed or, or just the environment that I was raised in, Mm -hmm. whatever things that I perceive as a negative out of that, I think the tendency as a parent, once you have your kids is to overcompensate for that in some way. And that goes for everything, whether it's religious things, whether it's, whether it's, um, entertainment whether it's just things the kids allowed to do or 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 beliefs and thought processes that's what we do is we overcompensate we say well i don't want my kid to be like you know because i was raised with this yeah and 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 i don't want to overcompensate yeah i i want to compensate some to to say oh yeah i was raised this way and i i I don't think it was good for me because of this this and this yeah and so i want to do it differently but when i overcompensate I screw them up with a whole new set of issues. Yeah. Because overcompensation, either way, you know, or, or overreacting to anything, either way, is is not good. Yeah. Well, right? think. I mean, th- maybe think about it this way. And this is some. This is an idea I I hope to one day put into practice with right. my own children. But you're not raising children. Mm-hmm. You're raising adults. Exactly. Yeah. So, so don't. Like okay, for instance, the uh, affluenza teen that's been in the news lately. This kid from Texas. 
Okay, I think it's got drunk or a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago. He got drunk and he he was 16 at the time and he drove his car into this pile of people <laughs> and killed Oh two yeah, the of piles them. of people. Yeah. Killed two of them, like injured seven people, like oh, wow. mean, paralyzed a guy, like Oh, fantastic. And but he got off with probation because it, the 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 court ruled the de- the, the the defense said that he Oh, and he went to a real nice place or something? Well, no, he 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 got off with just probation, like he just got oh, to go okay, home because okay, okay. the the defense was he had affluenza, which was uh, uh affluent he was too affluent and too well off to understand the consequences of his actions because he had never had to deal with real life consequences because his parents were so rich. And that mm-hmm. was the defense. And they let him off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his, his probation was he can't drink at all until he's 21. So like three years no drinking. So like a month ago. <laughs> Which if you'll notice is the letter of the law to begin with. A month ago. But, somebody but posted, let's just roll. Somebody posted a... Uh, uh, a, a video of of him on YouTube from a party of him just totally wasted uh, at a party, yeah. and so they violated his probation after that got out and got a bunch of media attention. And this week, uh, him and his mom uh, disappeared, and they found them in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Was he drunk there? Yes. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? Yeah, yeah. Like they took their cell phones with them. They checked in under their real names in like a in a regular motel, like a, a like a prominent motel, like it wasn't some hostel or something. Right. Like it's just their like, real names and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and just just the port of Iarda Hilton. I did the, <laughs> one of the biggest uh, uh, destinations. Sweet God, how, how much of a moron? Like, <clears throat> but see, but see, money that, makes you an idiot. But but see, that's the thing. And the whole point of me bringing up uh, Ethan Hunter, what Hawk or whatever his name is, um, is 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 he, the dude was raised to be a child. His parents are probably still children too. Yeah, for sure. They're just old children, and they have a lot of money. And he was raised to be a child, and I'm sure that his parents were constantly, probably especially his mom, were constantly chasing their own pleasure ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time. Um, and so that just taught him to do that. And whatever you do as a parent, whatever you make important, and whatever you know patterns of behavior you have, your children are probably going to take those and then extrapolate them times ten. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened with this kid. Um, unfortunately, he's a uh, since he violated his probation and he's eighteen now. Um, that probation violation is him as an adult. Yeah. Which means it's prison time. Doesn't it? it comes with a minimum, which is one of the reasons why like. The judge in that county actually gave him probation because they wanted to give him just enough rope to hang himself, so that when he, because they knew he was gonna gonna screw up when he was eighteen, they could try him as an adult and throw the book at him for everything else in the past, and that's what they're gonna do. And he, he's facing ten years minimum uh, federal time. Yeah, and uh, that boy will probably die in prison, <laughs> and, and, and he probably won't serve his entire time. He'll probably be dead, and, 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 and yeah, and out of prison. Yeah. Um, wow. That's that's bananas. Yeah. No. I, but but that, this is this is an example of somebody of, of of somebody raising a child to be a child. Number one, but also mm-hmm. raising a child, um, and never never taking an inventory of your own actions. Like that's to me that's one of the biggest things about uh, memories of of your your parents when you were real young, mm-hmm. and of them now, and mm-hmm. of them when you were a teenager. Like the way they approached parenting and the way they approached problem solving and the way they approached uh, just life in general changed drastically. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
and it's it's you know it's uh I don't know. It's it, it's just uh, we 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 traumatize you know people around us, the people we grew up with, our family, with our own mental hangups, you know. Yeah. And you're going to do it with your kids, and you can't help it, and it's not something you can stop. Uh, the, the only th- way you can you can combat it is to give make sure your children have the tools to get over the same problems that you've had, and that you're hopefully getting over. And then once you and get over those over problems, yourself, yeah yourself then you pass those tools onto your children you know so you're gonna screw your kids up there's there's no way around it just you know i mean look at me i mean yeah make sure your kids know how to how to fix those problems i guess i don't know i'm babbling about stuff i don't know though so join us next time for growing up with matt and addison (laughs) growing up with matt and addison Oh baby. Um So <laughs> I was doing some thinking this week. C- Christmas by the way, obviously. You know, yeah. I uh, took the week off. Merry Christmas is over. Uh it was funny. I worked day after Christmas, obviously. Um and I was standing at work and I had a beautiful epiphany, man. Mm. I was thinking to myself. You said her name was Epiphany? Epiphany, yeah. Oh. Uh, I had a beautiful beautiful epiphany. And I thought to myself, and it just dawned on me like a like a light just like shone on me in that moment, mm-hmm. spiritually. Uh, and I thought to myself, I thought, uh, I thought this is the greatest day ever mm-hmm. because it is the absolute maximum, I'm longest off. amount of time yep. until yep. Christmas. True. Like, like, it, and it hit me at work of all places. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not there having fun. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing my job. Yeah. And and it just, it just like, it just like blindsided me. I'm like, wait, this, this is, is the, the longest amount of time until Christmas. The longest possible period of time before more church. Um, this is beautiful, and I felt so happy and warm inside. It's like it was, it was that what I felt then. Was what most people feel about Christmas, mm-hmm. and it was just, but all in one intense moment for me. And I just thought, I'm like, this <laughs> is incredible. This I feel like I feel like a, a gingerbread man, fresh out of the oven, and there's just a crackling fire, and stockings, and Christmas lights. Like I get it all right now for this all brief the, ninety second period all, where I re- all where the I, Christmas realized. emotions yeah. that people have yep. on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. You have on the twenty sixth. <laughs> no, I get it. One of my favorite one of my favorite jokes. It really set. did it, and I'm not making this up. I I wish that like this was a bit, but it totally. I remember where I was standing, and I remember I was like, oh, oh this is it. Yeah, this is it. Santa's <laughs> coming in three hundred sixty three days. <laughs> That's that's such a long time to have to deal with this crap. Yeah. Like, oh, it was so One beautiful. of my favorite jokes. And now that now, of course, that's passed because it's a shorter amount of time. Yeah. One of my favorite jokes from The Simpsons is <laughs> they're driving home from church and they get they come through the door and immediately Bart and Lisa and Homer start just ripping off their church clothes <laughs> and they're kicking socks off and, and stuff like that. And yeah. And Marge is like, well, what are you doing that for? Like, or something along the lines like, why? What are you so happy about? Mm-hmm. And and Lisa says, this is the best part of the week. And Bart chimes in, yeah, it's the longest possible period of time before more church. Yeah. And that's how, that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the feeling. No, I get it. It's, it's, 
I mean, for me, it is the longest possible period of time before March Church because I did my Christmas Eve once a year. Did you? Yeah. You went to Christmas Eve service? Well, yeah, I Look do at it every you. Year. How was it? Candlelight? Did you hold no. the little candle? No. Oh, no. then you didn't. That didn't even count. <laughs> God still hates you, man. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not a real can. It's. It's not a real Christmas Eve search service until you have cheap candles and yeah, exactly. Like the circular cardboard inserts. I'm kind of. Uh, what. What sort of blasphemous, awful church are you going to with no uh, no candles on Christmas Eve? Like, what the uh, hell? Like, how is... Everybody comes in, the pastor says a prayer, people sing some songs, you do this whole stand there for 15 minutes, go through three praise and worship songs, and you mm-hmm. sit down, do responsive reading, and then... Oh, God, uh, I hate responsive reading. I do too, but That's one know, thing I love about my church it's now. Probably a, they don't, they don't it's it's, it's do a that. lot more biblically sound than, than praise and worship songs, or even hymns, um, but... Because scripture is supposed to be done that you're supposed to do that in church with scripture, but really, yeah, it's pretty much in the Bible about you know reading the text, wizard and, and having here. having people respond to the text itself, um, and then after we did that, they did uh, had all the kids come up. Oh, look at that! Of the, of the of and still no candles church. during this whole process. No, well, they had candles that were kind of lit. Okay, um, like up on front. stage or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the the. Uh, the but you pa- didn't get to hold a candle. Like I'm, I'm blown away here. The like- pa- the, pa- I, the pastor's dad uh, did read like a, a kid's book version of like the Christmas story. Christmas story, uh, yeah. No room at the end. Blah blah four blah. Four score and seven years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our yep. founding Jesus. Yeah, George Washington delivered the baby Jesus and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, and then it was over, and it was fine. At Valley Forge, right? Yep. yep. And my brothers and I booked it straight out of there. We went back home, and then we dug into the food immediately <laughs> as we came in the door. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, my sister Jean stayed home. She had a, a, had a headache, which is, yeah. So she stayed home and just and, and worked on the food. So the food was ready when we got back to the house. It was that's, all You can't argue with that. So, yep. We, See, that's what we, when we left my uh, service, uh, the, our church service, where there were candles, by the way. Ugh, well, you know, this wasn't a bad. Which, by the way, my son, my son was service. so into him, man. Like his, he, he's a monster. Like the whole time because they didn't have they didn't have child because it's like a special service. There were there wasn't yeah. like a nursery or anything. So he's in there with me the whole time, and my wife was singing. Well, yeah, I mean, your your kid should be in church with you. The well, whole time yeah, and, and and I really want to do that, but re- re- really the thought process is for me because I've mulled over it a lot because I really want him in there, and as soon as he, as soon as I can like. As soon as I have the ability to be like, like with a look or like a point, like "Hey, shut it!" Yeah. Like as soon as he can respond to that, he's going to be in there. Yeah. No choice. He's not. He's not coloring for an hour. Yeah. You know, or even if there is a story, it's not what he's doing. He's yeah. he's going to be in here. Use your head, son, and watch Daddy fight the urge to tweet and listen. Anyways, so, so he's in there son, the whole time. Son, church is not about about Sunday school, okay? It's about sitting through a service and playing on your phone. Right, exactly. Like Daddy does. Yeah. Daddy even has a phone on his wrist now. Oh my God, so many people at the church service, so many people at that church service, dicking, on, dicking around on their phones. Well, the whole time. Yes, but I think, I think um, like it's a, it's a thing now for like your Bible to be on your phone. Like I think... Yeah, except... And I'm not justifying. I'm not saying like, "Hey, this is a good thing." Yeah. For portability, I guess, but it really is. I mean, I see people like in their 60s, like that's that's their their Bible. Yeah. Like like you know, preacher says, "Let's let's take a look at whatever it is," and boom, phones are out. Like it's yeah. it's just hey, it's the way it is now. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. So his and his face, man, when those candles, oh, dude, his face was like. 
He's like, what is this? What? That's kind of weird. He's like, what is this? Like, this is like really cool. And he's checking out all these candles. And I really wanted to let him hold one. You should have. But he's, well, <laughs> at the time he was up on my shoulders. Uh-huh. So I wasn't gonna like I'm not gonna. You afraid like, a little daddy's daddy's hair is gonna get lit on fire if I do that. Afraid of a little wax in your in your. In your uh, well, I didn't. No, head. I didn't want him to light my hair on fire. That's <laughs> what well, I was the trying hair, to avoid. The hair, hair won't light on fire unless you got like alcohol based product in it. Hair will burn regardless of product. It will burn, but it won't ignite. Do you know what burning is, Matt? Okay. Yes, I do. I do. Okay. And you can put something in a fire and it won't ignite. It'll it'll turn to ash. It'll burn away. It'll evaporate maybe, but it won't ignite. Like Okay, I know you, what the, if, I know if, actually if get you took, exactly if you took a saying. bundle of hair and put saying. it on a fire, you might get a flame. But if you just held a lighter to your head, it you it wouldn't light like a candle. It would burn away and singe away your hair. But it wouldn't light your hair on fire like a candle. Unless you had some sort of alcohol-based hair product in it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Good point. Anyways, I didn't want to risk anything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways, you should, you but should we, let him hold the candle because then, you know, if he burns himself, he learns. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm totally, yeah. That's, 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 how, that's how I parent. Yeah. And it's turned out, I've, I've mentioned this on the show before, it's turned out quite well for me because he listens to me. Yeah. Like I'm My like, job is to make sure that you don't die, not to make sure that you never feel pain. Right. Well, and my, like, he listens, he, like, my whole thing is no, and he stops. My wife, no, and he's like, oh, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Whatever you say, mom, I do what I want. Yeah. But daddy says no, and he just kind of looks at me, because he's bummed, because he knows he's like, well, he's not going to let me do that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, real quick, episode 90. This well, is episode really? 90. Nine zero, Matt. 90 times. It, we've 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 broken the bread of thought. Oh, oh pff, there's a good one. So <laughs> we should be hitting episode 100 about what March. I, then hitting the power button here. Or something. I feel like we're cutting uh, it out there for a second. Maybe. I think we're good. Episode 90, the episode where everything falls apart. Uh, uh ten episodes away from episode 100. Uh, 90, uh, 10. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, so that's about three months, probably six months, the way we, we turn out the podcast sometimes. Um, well, we've been going really good I except for last do, week. I think but, we can know. do it. Well, last week was Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think we can, uh, I think we can do it by April. Yeah. Yeah. But episode 90, um, this podcast wild, only, huh? only two, zero. this podcast is two and a half years old. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Took a sabbatical. Our first couple episodes were terrible. I should go back and listen to those. For they were, but nostalgia's sake. St- started them. Was it Dano's house or was it when I was living in that hotel? Oh, you're talking about like unreleased stuff. You're talking about when we were farting around. Maybe, maybe that was like yeah in the hotel at my place. I think yeah. before we even had the equipment, we were dicking around with like the computer and stuff. Yeah. Um. I don't think we ever went to. Where was he living? No, no, no. We, yeah, we did it in that trailer where you lived. Yeah. When I was, when I was oh, yeah. bumming it with Dano and Lindsay for mm-hmm. a while. Some of those listen. Some of those sounded pretty bad in terms of quality. Yeah, but there were some that were were kind of were kind of good, kind of funny. Yeah. Episode twelve is one of my favorites. I think that was a trailer episode. What was that? Episode twelve. I I 
I don't specifically remember. I know I had that number though. It's, it's really we yeah we had some sort of bit on there that we did that I thought was funny. We've gotten away from bits and stag into a lot man. of. Uh, I think that was the oh stag, stag man, man good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think so. I should pull just Stagman and re-release it for anybody who's listening now that wasn't listening yeah. then. Yeah, Stagman is a good character. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> Didn't see you come in yeah, there. And there were music and sound effects and stuff. It's good was, stuff. It was, it was, good, it was good, good commercial. Well, I need to get somebody to, on their own time and totally unpaid, of course, Yeah. Um, <laughs> like animate that. If you... what. You should use that as like a uh, promotional piece in your portfolio. As like for the show, yeah. For, for a commercial that you've done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Gives you the passionate fortitude to keep going as long as you need to keep going. Mm-hmm. So come on in. Grab an ice cold stag beer. Mm-hmm. And let's see where the night takes us. Yeah. And what did I put? Like, did I put like the sound of a fire, like a crackling yes, fire? Or there was like no a yeah. jazz. It was jazzy, but there was also, I think, like a crackling fire behind it too, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I have to look that yeah. up. Have to look up it was. Stag, it was. Man. It was like. Uh, it was skeevy. Ron Swanson was the. That was the. <laughs> that, was that was the, the tone the I was going for. Yeah. yeah. Like. Like. Just. Just. Yeah. Slimy scumbag Ron Swanson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the kind of Ron Swanson who binge drinks cheap American lager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, there was there was a thought episode ninety. Uh, but here's okay. So I was thinking about this this week. Mm-hmm. We've joked about, or I've always talked to you about. Yeah, oh, it'd be so cool to like do this live, do it in front of people. You know, yeah. that'd be fun. It'd be awesome. One day. But then I was thinking, <laughs> now here's, okay, so what we typically do, right, is like, oh, hey, you and me want to be podcasters, right? We love podcasts. Let's yeah. do a podcast. And yeah. then, and then, um, so, so, so then yeah, we go halfway. Podcast. That's the ticket. <laughs> so we go halfway, buy our own equipment, and then do it mm-hmm. quite successfully, up to, like I said, up to 90 episodes. Um, and here's, here's our halfway point. So taking it live or, or, or doing it like a tour or something. Okay, that's one thing. But he- here's an idea that I thought about. And I was like, "Oh, this is, this is what it means to us." Mm-hmm. What if? And I thought about this Sunday. It hit me in church, as a matter of fact, because mm. I was sitting there, I was listening, and the message was from not our senior pastor, but a a, a, a guy who I don't know if he's actually like an on staff pastor, but he he's going he's going to be a church planner, right? And so that's like his passion, and that's what he's into and stuff. And he gave the message this Sunday. And it was funny because he kept right. saying no, things. He's a, he's a church planner, yeah. He starts a job and doesn't finish it. No, I totally get it. Yeah. That's completely biblical. <laughs> no, he, but it, that's not how church planning works I'm, in the Harvest Bible Fellowship. But anyways, anyways, so he keeps saying these things that are making me think of you. Like he says, he says something about like you know every, everything we do must be out of love and like not fear. And I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what? <laughs> what is this? What's this nigga talking about? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that sounds like somebody I know. And it, it, so that's the thing. I kept thinking about you, and then I was like, I was like, you know, because I've thought about it before, and I, I've I've extended the the warm hand of invitation. You're more than welcome to join me uh, at church anytime. Yeah. And I was thinking, then I was like, I was like, wait a second, there it is. So we do it on YouTube, and you and I, here in the Midwest, all within drivability's range, we visit churches okay. on Sunday. And then you and I have a conversation with the people in the church about just different things, different things in the message. And it, it's got me thinking. I'm like, I'm like, that's a great idea because it's something that you and I would be into. And and it would be interesting because it's like it's like like to have the look on someone's face, the type of people that like I grew up with, for example, mm-hmm. 
like when you're just like, what about the magic of creation? Like, and as, as you just like spin yeah. that sort of stuff, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that is just great. <laughs> There's, that sounds really, really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and it's like, yeah, just do a little church tour here, put some of it up on YouTube, record some of it. Some, some folks obviously would be way more than, than happy to, to just have a conversation. And some would be way less than happy to have exactly. a conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, you, and all have- in between. You'd have to be totally upfront with like the pastor and everybody about what you're doing and why you're there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then there's always the logistics of recording it. I don't know. It's an idea that we could toss around. Yeah. It was interesting though. I was, I was yeah. like, oh, that's that's interesting. It might be one of the one Give of the that some church thought. Probably the <laughs> the only way that I attend church on a regular basis is to do it that way. Is some sort of <laughs> some sort of joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, no, well, but I, not really a joke though. Like really, because the the goal would be like the set goal. Going into it would be just find out what what people believe, mm-hmm. and I think the most interesting thing would come from sort of the independent Baptist thing that's so very popular here, and yeah. like all these different types of folks that are willing to say the Baptist thing, but nothing else. They won't. They won't. They won't say the Southern, or they will say Southern, or, or like everyone's. They're supposedly all Baptist, but they're mm-hmm. they're so divided. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see, like, okay, but you believe this, but not that, and and it just kind of you know like narrow yeah. that down. And in the Midwest, that's either that or Catholics. Like that's yeah. that's all we have. Here. Call it church folk. Yeah, just church folk. Mm-hmm. Um, ch- Sunday afternoon with some church folk. Sunday afternoon with some church folk. Uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting idea. Any, um, anything anything to... I can do to get you to say the phrase? Uh, we just want to love on you. <laughs> Uh, I've said that before. Seriously, though, or I kidding? Want, I just want to love on you, baby. Okay, that's not what I meant. But anyways, I had just finished my thirteenth beer. Let me let, let let me come. Let me love on you, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an idea. Yeah, I, had. I was thinking about it. I'm like, idea. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. It'll probably get me to darken the door of a church. I, but I, you know, I know I. <clears throat> so glad I don't go to church anymore. So glad. You know, and you've made that argument on this show. I go to church. It's not an argument. It's not an argument. Like I'm not. I'm not saying that this is something that everybody has to. Because I'm not arguing that this, the way I live my life is way everybody should live their lives. I don't think so. I think church is good and needful for 99.9 percent of Christians. Church is where they need to be every Sunday. Um, uh, not for not for this guy, (laughs) not for this guy. Uh, very clearly from the path that my life has taken, and from uh, different responses I've gotten from the Holy Spirit over the past few years. Um, my ministry is definitely outside of the church to people who will never go to church. Um, and yeah, uh, I think I, I think I have definitely have the pastor's call. I don't think I could do really do anything else, but uh, screw you. It's quite an episode. Screw you. Uh, 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 bureaucracy of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go be a tent maker and just minister where I can. Um, yeah, the bureaucracy. Because as soon as you you create a hierarchy of you're, pastors you're like a and, and Paul. flock, uh, no, I, I don't. I, theologically, I don't agree with everything Paul said. Um, well, yeah, but the tent maker thing. But tent maker. yeah, yeah. But um, tell me about your thorn, Matt. <laughs> four and a half inches. 
I knew it was gonna go there. I just instant, instant. Like, I, what? I, it's a big, it's a big thorn, dude. It's a long I, thorn. I had it for a couple years. I just lob you slow, uh, phallic fastballs down the middle for you to for you to just knock out of the park. Phallic fastball. It's <laughs> pretty, um, pretty good though. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> new name for rock band. I call it phallic fastball. Phallic fastball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nobody swings at a phallic fastball. Well, it's the phallic curveball you got to watch out for. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, it's true. Uh, no, it, it's uh No, and see, that's the thing. But here, here's in the back of my mind, though, and maybe this is just like the establishment, right? Because I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't say I've defended you to like people or my wife or whoever, mm-hmm. but like, because I don't really defend people, like. No, there's no reason to. People going to do what they going to do. And she's going to think the way she, you know, people right. are going to think what people they think about think me. Think. It's fine. But in the back of my mind, like, I, I think, like, but wouldn't church be, like, and not even not even mine, but just, like, just like, or, or any or whatever, but, like, I just feel like there's something to be gained, even in, like, because, like, you look at it and you're like, oh, like, my ministry's outside of the church. And I get that. One hundred and ten percent. I totally know what you're saying, and it's not. It's not. But is it's not the ministry to be supplemented by by someone ministering to you? Like who fills that role? Yeah, that's my question to you. You know what I mean? Uh, and the Holy Spirit, Louis C.K. I um, well, friends okay. that I have, of course. You, but maybe. Um, yeah, my my family. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's a quick little list there, but. But is that really ministering, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, think so. Yeah. Plus, I have a, I, I, and this is this is personal, but I have a uh, almost a competitive spirit when it when it comes to people talking about theology with me, mm-hmm. um, or saying, "Well, you should do this." I immediately, in my mind, come up with like seventeen excuses of why and reasons why and why they're wrong and why they're not seeing the text or whatever. It, 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 yeah, it's called making excuses, Matt. Everybody can do it. I know. I become very combative. <laughs> combative. Um, uh, I, I, when I, when I get in churches, like for instance, this past Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. a few days ago, uh, I get very cynical. Well, that's totally thrown out because there were no candles there. I get very jaded. You realize that, right? I I know. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I should have brought an emergency candle, like break in case of no Southern Baptists candle in my back pocket. Right. Um, I get very jaded real quick with corporate worship. For sure. Um, yeah. And I understand why. Like, I'm one of the few people, like, I hear that. And I like, think it's I, I totally so shallow, it. so narcissistic. It's corporate worship um, and and uh, specifically praise and worship, specifically the preaching that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, it's, it's emotional masturbation. It's so self-serving. It's about making you feel good, and I understand. But but see, so many people they don't understand what it is. And I'm I'm thinking as we're, as we're people are singing the songs. And number one, I didn't say I didn't sing a word of any song, because that is not my that is not my role. This is I'm I'm here as an observer. I'm not here as a participant in this. These are their spells. This is their corporate worship. This is their ceremonies, not mine. I'm an entity outside of it. I have my own set of spells. I have my own set of uh, of 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 you know, ritual, that sort right. of thing. I, I just like to use the word spells when talking about like right. songs in scripture. Yeah, my my thing is like like I get that your ministry is what it is, and you were you are the one. And maybe even it's not what it is. Maybe it's just something I'm I'm inflating in my mind to make myself feel like some sort of self worth, right? Perhaps, but you are the one who is labeled in ministry, and I think that's that's yeah, that's 
maybe not key, but that's that that's a pivotal point to to what you feel like you're doing in this world, right? Yeah. To, to even call it a ministry, yeah. like because everybody got you know a purpose or this is what I'm into or my passion, no, it's, like it's, you know, it's fuck all that. You know what I mean? Like like a the, it's, you, you've very specifically chosen to label it for yourself, for me, for others, whoever. It's as a ministry. It's wherever I go, make friends and find the people that are hurting, and help them. Right. And, and talk, tell them about light or love versus fear, mm-hmm. right? Stuff like that. And don't you think? And that—that's what I mean. Like I, I feel like that could be supplemented by something other than, I don't know, Louis C.K. and dick jokes. I mean, we've been talking about about the Bible for a good thirty minutes now. It's true. Where two or three are gathered in His name, there mm-hmm. He is in the midst of them, tapping think- on their shoulders and then turning invisible, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Troll Jesus. <laughs> Troll Holy Spirit. Hashtag troll Jesus, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> there I am in the midst of them farting and then pretending like I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit's such a troll. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of cool. His farts smell like seraphim, but still. Not, uh, you, yeah. Oh, man. A fart is still a fart, even if it's coming out of the bum of the Almighty. Okay, I'm just oh, going to put it that way. Can you stop, please? <laughs> Unreal. Uh, let's get into some, <laughs> okay, <laughs> some All physical right. stuff, not some metaphysical. Okay. Uh, two things that actually are staples on this show. Um, well, do you have anything? I didn't even, well, I was, I was, I anything on already kind of mentioned, the uh, affluenza. Affluenza, team. yeah. Um, I was going to bring up, uh, Aaron Esurance and Rule 34. Um, um, I don't know if I want to <laughs> go down this road, but. Isn't Forbes article I read, um. Are you familiar with insurance? Yeah. Are you familiar with Erin Insurance, the mascot for insurance? She was the yeah, superhero, uh, kind of like Kim Possible, that that cartoon character. Are you thinking she about Flo? No, no. She was a superhero, like cartoon character who sold. But Flo's another progressive girl, right? Or, or like another insurance chick? Yeah. Yeah, Flo, progressive. Um, I guess I'm not familiar. No, who's Erin? What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I am. Yeah, she shows up and like saves the day and says like, "Oh, here's yeah. insurance." Yeah, 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 yeah. A few years back now, it's been a couple of years since yeah. those commercials were like staples. I think, right? Well, here's the reason why. Quote: For mm, God's sake, reasons. for God's sake, sex and auto insurance are not two things that go together. Kristen Brew, creator of Aaron Insurance. If you watch TV in the mid 2000s, you probably saw Aaron mm, Insurance. There you go. Right, leather cat suit, spunk, uh, spiky pink hair. Right, uh, a th- you know, yeah, she like pops in. Yeah, now I know breasts. exactly what you're talking about. See, um, I think I was trying to put a real face, but the animated character. Yeah, yeah I remember so those commercials. So it started in 1999, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, and they tried kid. to sell insurance to you know the 18 to 24 crowd. Yeah. Okay. Fortunately, that demographic like Aaron so much that they made porn of her. Lots of porn. Um, according, uh, are you serious? Well, it's a Rule Thirty Four thing. That's yes. so funny. Uh, according, That's to this, hilarious. according to this article in PriceEconomics dot com, um, <laughs> that's a riot. Uh, in my mind is filling. In two thousand and nine, in two thousand and nine, <laughs> nine out of out of ten uh, Google searches for insurance pulled up Rule Thirty Four porn. Nine out of ten. Nine searches. out of ten. Yeah. For insurance, ninety percent of the time when you typed in insurance. Into Google. It would give you Rule 34 porn. 90% of the time. That's like an epic troll. Um, (laughs) 
Any, anyway, so uh, what did these parents do? Like, are they around? Like, how they well they they discontinued using the mascot because of uh, okay That's step because one of this right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's it's it to me it's just kind of interesting how like the masturbatory habits of the the average American male totally shut down a giant company, <laughs> like a large company, yeah. which I'm sure had tons of financial backing backing and would have been successful. And I think still are successful because that's the that's about the time when they switched from Aaron Esherance superhero to John Krasinski doing the voiceover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that was right mm-hmm. at that time. The Office. Because uh, there's one thing you can't do, and you can't masturbate to John Krasinski's voice. You just can't do it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. An Tell that to Jennifer. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> the perfect couple, Matt. The per- I I finished The Office like two weeks ago. Yeah. Popped uh, right back to the beginning, and uh, yeah, I'm in uh, season three now. How you liking it? I, I mean, it's the only show, man. It really is. I say that all the time on this program, but oh, wow. This is, okay. Yep. Okay, within 24 hours of the cartoon's television commercial debut, the first nude drawings of her hit the internet. Uh, it, it, they specifically uh, cite deviant art and other stuff for becoming the uh, yeah no I I, I get it. Um, uh, yeah uh, yeah and then they show they show some pictures here. Um, uh, SFW ones if it's a Forbes article. But it's still kind of crazy how. Just people doing what they do on the internet, which is making Rule, rule 34 porn. Uh, if it exists on the internet, there's porn of it. Yeah. Um, it's 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 kind of, I don't know, it's it's not interesting. It's, it's kind of weird, but if only we could do this for, like, larger multinational... Co- like, if only Halliburton had a, a mascot that we could all make Rule 34 porn of. And then they'd have to shut down their doors, or like Exxon Mobil could. We could do that to Exxon Mobil. Like, why does it have to be an, an e, like an, the uploader? By the way, company? is Captain Buttface. That's. I mean, that's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what that yeah. is. Sickness. Anyway, I'm sorry I brought up Rule Thirty Four porn. I was just that was kind of bouncing around in my mind. Yeah. No kidding. That and Jesus, um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So what what, Yuppers. what 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 were you about to bring? I need to okay, I'm 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 getting out of here. Oh crap, that's gonna show up on my accountability report. Um oh, well. I totally didn't think of that and now that's wow. Gonna have an awkward conversation in about a week. Tell them to listen to the Damn podcast. It. Tell them to listen to the podcast. Yeah. I might I'll vouch for you. I <laughs> You weren't doing. You were. Do- I mean, clearly, I wasn't. You were. You were doing actual research, not research. <laughs> yeah. You know. Son of a gun. Blame Why it on I- me for being a bad friend and t- leading you down the the the. Well, the that's path not my thing. That did nothing. Cartoon porn. No, it's not my no. thing either. Um. Ugh. And I think. I think you. You. Uh, okay. So. So let's use this as a springboard. Uh, hentai. Porn springboards. Love it. Uh. Cartoon porn, Hentai, rule thirty-four yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird stuff. How how 
How warped do you have to be as a person? And I know it's not PC to use the term warped to right. talk about someone's sexuality, but how, how warped do you have to be as an individual yeah. to have gone all the way past all the physical and actual actual people porn that you can watch on the internet <laughs> yeah. to the point where cartoons are what do it for you? Well, like, I think com- you you I think you've you've completely you've completely detached sex from any and all reality at that point. I think yeah. that at that point sex has no longer become a real tangible thing that you do as a normal person and it's it's completely fetishized yeah. and it's completely detached from reality. I'll play a real quick devil's advocate here though. Okay. Maybe and I've been some places on the internet. <laughs> been a lot of places, but I've been some places he said, <laughs> behind shell shocked eyes. <laughs> I've been <laughs> got no idea, man. Yeah, I know. We all have that thousand-yard internet porn stare. Yeah. Anyways, I've been some places on the internet that make this argument, and I think it's a very, very unpopular one, and I don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. That being said, and this is actually a perfect segue into our next story. Real story. I like to think of it, or, or, or like I said, devil's advocate. What if... Folks who are into, like, you know, um, I don't know, most of the stuff I run across or have run across ever is, like, you know, tentacle or, like, mm-hmm. you know, dinosaurs yeah, sure. or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what if it's created because that's your fetish? And however you got there can be the argument. And so that's just an outlet for it. Now... I'm I'm gonna go down this path and just roll with me here. Child pornography is illegal, right? Yeah. Kids naked, kids having sex or in sexualized yeah situations and 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 uh, scenarios and things like that. It's illegal, right? Yeah. The globe over, I think. I don't think there's any country that's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, if you want to do that, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I th- I think it's illegal the globe over. However, there's an argument or the thought process that what if that is really something that you can't help mm-hmm. okay like like folks talk about homosexuality or whatever it is like what if what if that really is something you can't help because yeah. there's folks i mean even if, if you browse like the top stuff in like our confession for example like you'll, yeah. you'll run across this sort of thing like there's folks that'll say no no, no i'm attracted to prepubescent like you know girls or, you know and mm-hmm. and i will never act on it because it's wrong it's victimizing it's etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. but that's it and i have no outlet I will never have 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 uh, healthy sex or anything like that. Like that's it. Yeah. You know, just like some guys, like some guys. You know, oh, it's redheads or oh, it's, it's whatever. What if again? This is this is this is just a weird road to go down. But what if that's the thing, and that could somewhat be a little bit of a cure, not a cure, but but somewhat of a salve to put on that sort of thing, because because a pedophile is a pedophile maybe that that has gone so far as to act on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like. How many thousands of pedophiles that, by def- definition, are pedophiles that are that are only walking the streets in light of day because they haven't acted on it, right? Yeah. Well, okay. You ha- so you have to. You and have- that's the salve is is an animated fourteen year old. Okay. So I I, I can, you know what I mean? Like, no, and I, I know understand. I get that that's that's I, a that's a weird thing to think about. Sure, I can understand that. Um, and you- not normal at all. You have to think, what came first, the, the, the pedophile or the child porn? What came first? Was, uh, the pedophile. Okay, yeah, sure. 
Um, but why? How? How was he like that? Was it because that he looked at some child porn and it turned him on, or was it because he looked at a kid and it turned him on? Right. Um, I don't think that pedophiles are born pedophiles. You have to go through some, some extreme childhood trauma, I think, to have that. Uh, yeah. And it's not That's a kink. A good point. It's not a fetish. It's a dysfunction. You I just 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 the way uh, a lot of other things that we. Just, in politically correct whatever. culture now that we have to acquiesce that it, it's normal and it's healthy. It's not. It's a dysfunction. It's not a fetish. It's not uh it's 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 not a kink. It's a dysfunction. Um pedophilia is a dysfunction. Mm-hmm. It, I don't I don't think and, that, and for the record, by the way, I agree. I don't think there are any natural pedophiles. Just like, you know, there are people who are naturally born gay and people who are naturally born straight. I I, I honestly believe that. Um Dysphoria is another issue. I think dysphoria you can trace that back to trauma. Um, so you you root the the trauma and then you get rid of the dysphoria. Dysphoria being um, transgendered things like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, the 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 point I'm trying to make is is I think pedophilia is um is is exclusively linked to childhood trauma not to a natural sexual function. So no one is born a pedophile and their natural sexual function, like being born like being born gay and your natural sexual function for your entire life is just to be attracted to men mm-hmm. or women or whatever. Like that's, that's a normal part of the animal experience. Some animals prefer that. So mm-hmm. what? But pedophilia, I think, is one thing that, that goes back specifically to childhood trauma. Um and but but then you have you have several different types of pedophiles. You have the pedophile who's a pedophile because of his sexual dysfunction in the past, because he was traumatized as a child, probably because he got molested by an adult himself. So his childhood mind thought of that as normal, normal, acceptable behavior. And then he he grew up into puberty. He fetishized that what he thought was normal sexual behavior. Yeah, because the first time that he'd ever experienced sexual behavior. Um. Uh, uh, and then there's the ones who who are made through their own. Um, inability to guard their mind, mm-hmm. their own perusal of the internet, their own okay, Going well down that road. Yeah, the she males in the rule thirty four doesn't do it for me anymore. What about fourteen year olds? Yeah. What about twelve year olds? Mm-hmm. So was Jared from Subway? Was he a natural pedophile? Probably not. Right. Uh, he probably got that way because uh, he, he had now had millions of dollars and all the free time in the world, and no one could tell him no. Yeah. Um and he was a hero, right? He was a hero to fat people. Obviously. He could lose the weight so he, so he had adulation and people patting him on the back and all the money and all the free time in the world and he spent it watching porn and then the porn wasn't enough for him and then he had to get kinkier and kinkier and kinkier and that 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 is how the, you make yourself into a pedophile, I believe. Um so so there's I don't think there are any natural pedophiles. There are people who, who are have been made by another person into a pedophile and people who make themselves into pedophiles. Yeah. Due to their own uh their own Ill- inability to watch watch what they put into them. Because honestly, man, I, I think that a lot of porn movements, um a lot of porn you have you ever heard of sissy hypnos? <laughs> nope. Okay. Well it's 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 weird. Um What is this? Sissy it's called a sissy hypno. It's it's uh, a video or a set, a set of images or whatever that is supposed to hypnotize in, hypnotize you into uh, if you're a man into into being uh, wanting to be a girl. Okay, no, yeah, it honestly exists. 
Yeah. Uh, not safe for We're work. We're going down a, a weird road I, here. Or I can't believe this sub exists. Not safe for work. Okay. Yeah. Great sub. By okay. Way. Yes. <laughs> but that's where this comes from. Yeah. Because uh, and you're just like, what the? Okay. People like this. All right. Fine. Um. <laughs> but if you look at porn over the past twenty years, man, what porn has done for? Every, well, look at from Hugh Hefner to now, right? Yeah. The the acceptance of porn, and now we we have it. It's accepted, and we think it's funny that. That people have taken what's a cartoon character to yeah. sell insurance, and they've made it into something that is nothing more than uh, than por- pornography. Yeah, um, we've we've gotten to a point as a society where uh, where porn is king, and we use porn for everything. Yeah, we use sex for everything, right? And it's pretty disserving. But I think to tor- think about so if we're using sex to sell, and we're using sex to um, uh, to to entertain. Right, mm-hmm. porn is a huge form of entertainment, the biggest. It's bigger than movies. People spend bigger more than money all on major poor sports. than all major, all major sports, all movies, all music. Take all those things and all the money that people spend on them. Porn people spend two to one on porn. Okay, twice the amount of porn. Uh, I I, th- I think I honestly believe that stuff that there's our subliminal messages in porn to. It's mass media. To, so, yeah. I think the porn is used in our culture to to d- degrade it, to break us down, to make us subservient, to to turn men into sissies who don't want to be actual real men, right? <laughs> who then live their life in nothing more than a pursuit of sex, and pursuit of getting off. And that's what pornography addiction does to you. It makes you an animal and a beast that has no more. Con- no, its only concern is for be able to sit in front of the computer and get off. Mm-hmm. Its only concern is to be able to, uh, to to get kinkier and kinkier with their with their fetishes. Uh, if you have a fetish, hey man, you know, red heels, red freaking heels for me. You put a you put a girl. Alrighty. You could guess that, but you, sure, you could put Hillary Clinton in a pair of red heels, and uh, it would just it would do it would make my day. <laughs> it would just do it for me. Uh, red lipstick is another thing. Um, now, what if we put Aaron the insurance girl in some red heels <sighs> with red lipstick? Go. <laughs> Add maybe 40, 50 pounds to her, widen those hips. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh no, so so we yeah. Okay, so that's that's the thing that that turns me on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh So do I spend all my time like looking for pictures of girls in red heels? Not all yeah. my time. Not all of it. <laughs> right. Uh you know, like 5, 10% of the day. That's it. <laughs> no, uh not even 24 hour period. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh looking for pictures of girls with red heels. No, uh no, not at all. Um but the, the my point is the more I feed that desire. Yeah. The more you want it. The more I want it. Yeah. And it's, then it, you know, Dr. Drew talks about this. It has to do with the reward center in the brain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just it's the more you give it that reward, the more it's like, Hey, let's get some more of that reward. Then it's not just red heels, it's spanking. And then it's bondage, yeah. And then it's you know, then it's hishis, and then it's you know, uh, rule thirty four, and then ah, it's child porn. Ah, the old hishi. Yeah, the old hishi. Mm-hmm. The old uh. hishi. The old the the, the shim, <laughs> if you will. Uh, uh, yeah. Ah, the, the old chick with the dick. <laughs> the old tranny surprise. No, let's just let's just come up with terms for. Uh, for, for transgendered people that 
our parents would use, our grandparents would use. Yeah. Just totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, I think we did. Queer with a gear. Queer with a gear. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, sure. This whole conversation just kind of spiraled out of control. Anyhow, the, I get what you're saying, though. The point is, like, garbage in, garbage out. The more yep. you feed something, like, and going, I was thinking of this this analogy. Uh, you you throw an acorn on the ground. You can't help it. It's going to do what an acorn does. It's going to try and get into the ground and then sprout. But you could throw it on concrete. You could throw it in the trash. You could throw it in the middle of a field where it's going to grow. You yeah, we could, could just read the parable if that would make you feel. Okay. Anyway, are you forgetting the parable? Uh, the sower and the seed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I, I know, but yeah. I'm just using the acorn this time. Uh, you can throw it wherever you want. So that yeah. that 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 acorn is is sexual dysfunction or your fetish, right? Yeah. So it depends on what you where you put it, and how you feed it, depending whether, on whether what's going to grow. grow. Yeah. So I think there's hope for people who. So what you're saying is to choke it out early. Yes. Uh, when you get that first part of the growth. Yeah. When it first starts to grow. Yeah. Um. Just choke it as quick as you when can. When that little nut starts to go and starts to become wood. Right. Uh, you want to choke it early. You want to grab it <laughs> and uh, choke it early and often. Oh, God, it's late. <sighs> Sorry, Meredith. This is a, yeah, <laughs> Meredith, like, you realize that other folks do listen to the show, right? Yeah, but she's, in my mind, like, she's... She's your only barometer of, of decency. <laughs> it's it's like, no, I, I care about impressing her or uh-huh. at least having her, like, respect <clears throat> me more than anybody else right? Than, uh, who listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know... I'm, I'm, it, if I do something that I think is over the line, I'm apologizing to her, yeah, not to the other people listening, because I know that they're they're probably offended too, and I hope they are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't care about how they're offended as much as I care about how whether or not. Oh, look at you, what a great well, guy. You know, she's she's your wife and all. Yeah, I think we might have this kid. Speaking of my wife, I think we might have this kid sooner than we think. Oh, yeah. I told you about our little our little staycation. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of a scare. It's all right. God, it happens, man. Two hour night's sleep. Um, like well, like I was telling. Yeah, I just you I don't I don't during, like all the signs are pointing to like. She's she's it, it ain't gonna be February tenth. That's yeah. yeah. Not 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 sure when or what. You know, she got a couple more appointments. How is she carrying? Is she is she still like? Has she started to like? Does it look like she's? Ready it's, to it's, give birth? It's dropped she, quite a bit. I noticed it for the first time tonight. Is she just big she's or is she not it. ready to get birth? I mean, she's she, she's making all this. This is, this is probably going to offend her more than we said earlier. She's a pregnant woman. Like that's yeah, not, but she saying that she's she's swollen. She's great with child right now. Yeah, but you can't. <clears throat> and that's Todd seed. Yeah, but have you ever? No, I haven't, and that's why I'm still single. So well, I, one of the reasons, like this, but, I guess, right? Well, that's the thing, though. But you can't, you don't ever say to a woman that it's just. I mean, you you don't even. My wife sang Christmas Eve right at church. She told me afterwards. I just, I just had this like flash forward to me in five years, like my 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 terrible bitch wife that I probably have to settle for, uh, being pregnant <laughs> and like just me walking in, like look at you, great with my seed. Right. And like just getting slapped in the face. Yeah, and she just yeah, wants to stay with her sister till it's out. Yeah. Um no, so she sang Christmas Eve. <laughs> she came up to me afterwards and she goes she goes, If I have and, she, and totally serious, she says, If I have one more person say to me that it was so appropriate that I was on stage tonight, I I I'm going to murder someone. And I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. 
I love you. And I don't know. I, I, I These are things I have no control yeah. over. <laughs> but yeah, to give you an idea. Anyways, so here's the story. Uh, so, so, sort of segues from the, the pedophilia thing that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's been a, a topic on the show before. And again, as a preface, preface, it's 2.27 a.m. and I'm saying preface. Preface. <laughs> as a preface, I bit my tongue, by the way, so if things sound weird, like I, I bit it real hard today. No. I don't know if I sound different. I feel like I do because it's, it's like swollen. Anyhow, as a preface, this is from thesleuthjournal.com. Okay. Okay, so... You know, grains of salt. What subreddit did you find us in? (laughs) Because sleuthjournal.com sounds familiar to me. Is it sleuthjournal.com or .org? .com. It sounds familiar. I think it's it's this one. This I've seen. I've seen this uh, this this website in our conspiracy. Well, okay. So on the side of this article that I've got pulled up, it says special interests, and then here's a list of like the topics. And these are only the ones that are on screen. It goes below the fold here, yeah. but but I'm going to read the ones I can see. 9-11 Truth. Okay. Yeah. No. It, Agenda 21. Anonymous. Autism Awareness. Banks. Bilderberg. Black Ops. Bohemian we get it. We Grove, get it. Stop, please. CIA. I can only get so erect. Come on. Chemtrails and geoengineering. Oh, my gosh. Civil disobedience. Splooge. Civil rights. Codex Almentarius. Oh. What is that? Codex Amentarius, it's 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 some old book. Okay. Uh Collapse, Consciousness, Corporate Takeover, DARPA, DHS, and the final one uh that I can see on this on this screen that I have pulled up is drones. Mm. <laughs> okay, so the article. So the article. Again, yeah. Uh mainly just spitballing. Is how I'll say it. Bill Clinton and the pedophile. The sex scandal that could destroy Hillary's presidential ambitions. Yeah. I, I, I see from the familiar nod that Matt's given me that he either ran across this or is familiar with... Oh, it's, it's been uh, in the public sphere for a while now because yeah. people are, are focusing in on any little thing that they can for Hillary. Why did a convicted billionaire pedophile named Jeffrey Epstein that pimped out underage girls to powerful men have 21 contact phone numbers? 21 mm-hmm. for Bill Clinton. And why did Clinton fly on, quote, multiple occasions to private Caribbean island where Epstein regularly held wild sexual orgies? Let me give you a hint. It was not to discuss politics over milk and cookies. Yeah. Every once in a while, we get a small peek into the twisted sexual world of the global elite. In this case, a Florida lawsuit that alleges that Brent, Britain's Prince Andrew had sex with a 17-year-old sex slave. And that leads to the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. That link. Uh, provided by Epstein is making headlines all over the planet. But of potentially even greater importance is what this lawsuit is revealing about Bill Clinton. If it can be proven that Bill Clinton had sex with underage girls provided by Jeffrey Epstein, that could potentially destroy any chance that Hillary has of winning the presidency in 2016, which I'm not so much concerned about. I don't even really... Like, is she even leading? In Democratic polls, but those polls are skewed because the opponent is Bernie Sanders. Like, why? Like, why? Why on earth? Like... She can't win. Her health is so terrible. It's not. It's, it's not just her, It's not just her I mean, health. I mean, I don't she even. Has, she has so much scandal behind her, and that's the thing that that both Bernie Sanders and and even Jeb Bush and Trump and all those other have 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 over her is that she's been in the public eye so much over the since since 1992, 1991, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 92, 2000. That's 25 years. By the time she we have elections, she will have been in the public eye on a national stage yeah. every day in the news for 25 years. She has too much 
um, things that people know about her. Yeah. Too too much. Too much. She can't get past the negative. No. You know. Anyway, I don't. I don't think she's electable. Well, but the seventeen-year-old girl that Prince Andrew is alleged to have sex with is named Virginia Roberts. She is claiming that she once received fifteen thousand dollars for having sex with him. Yeah, it doesn't. And then me. here's a quote: uh, A teenage sex slave says she was paid fifteen thousand dollars for betting Britain's Prince Andrew by the American billionaire who served as the royal's procurer. Virginia Roberts was 17 when Wall Street honcho and pedophile Jeffrey Epstein allegedly pimped her out to the prince. Quote, a lot of powerful men were a part of Jeffrey's scene, but I specifically remember Andrew, Roberts told Britain's Daily Mail. And it is a fact that Jeffrey Epstein is a convicted sex offender. He was convicted by a court of law for paying a 14-year-old girl $300 to massage him and have sex with him. Mm-hmm. That seems low. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is no evidence or no proof that will be able to convict Bill Clinton. And if anybody tries to come out with it, they will be very dead very quickly. Um, or at least, You think he's that powerful? Smeared. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bill Clinton? Yes. Yes. Washed up old... He's not washed up. He's more powerful now than he ever was. Library Bill Clinton stuck his yep. dick in an intern and almost lost his presidency. Yep. You think that guy is that the powerful? The presidency is the, is the ultimate inner circle, I think. One of the ultimate inner circles. You tick it in or whatever. You're proving that you can keep it together under the heaviest of scrutiny in the world, right? Well, once, once you get out right. of the once you get out of the presidency, uh, now you're ready, really ready for the inner circle, because you know all of those secrets or all that. Maybe not just know all the secrets, but you've proven that you can withstand the media. You can withstand people who don't want you elected. Bill Clinton stand getting withstood half of the country wanting to see him thrown out of office. Uh, and a small percentage wanted him burned at the stake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He survived uh, multiple affairs in the White House. He survived multiple allegations of rape and sexual misconduct throughout his entire political career while he was in the White House. All the thing with Ken Starr and, and going after him and, and trying to impeach him. He survived all of that. He proved to himself to to the peop the powers that be that that he can not to be trifled with. He could take a hit and come back from it, and mm-hmm. you you can't you can't keep him down. Like he no, he proved his 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 worth and and the the fact that he can he can do what he wants and get away with it. Um, and he's more powerful now, and I think he's probably doing more that of what he wants and getting away with it now than he ever has before in his entire life. Specifically now, because he doesn't really have anything to do besides you know. Give speeches and dick around here and there. uh, What was it like? Half a million a pop or something? Yeah, (laughs) for him to come out and dedicate your, um, whatever it is, the the wing of a library or the wing of a. But but they're a hall in a hospital. He'll never be convicted for this. Just like Bush and Cheney won't be convicted for war crimes, or Rumsfeld, or or, you know all these other people, or Reagan won't be convicted for war crimes for what he did in South America. Well, primarily because he's dead. But yes. Okay, but still. The ghost of Reagan is probably somewhere in some lab somewhere, I'm sure. Right. Uh, waiting to, to well, his clone a body. Yeah. Like, yeah. update your terms, Matt. They're no I'm longer sorry. ghosts. It's consciousness. <laughs> sorry. You'll be, able, I, you'll be able to download a consciousness. I never watched that Johnny Depp movie. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, um, but but there is enough evidence out there. That if you look at it and you really see the evidence of specifically what people have on this Jerry Epstein character because he's the key to... Many, many, many powerful people in politics. Um, I mean, you see the, the his contacts, his list of contacts. Yeah, how frequently he had contacted them. Um, 
you know, travel uh, arrangements. Um, you know, who was going back where and Barbara when Walters times. was one of them. <laughs> yeah, if you look at it, there's no doubt in my mind that everything that this these articles allege about Bill Clinton is absolutely true. Everything this these articles allege about Prince Andrew and the royal family in in Britain and everything else, it's all true. What it's made all true. Even worse for Bill Clinton and others is that Epstein apparently used hidden cameras to record the sexual trysts that were going on in his guest bedrooms. Mm-hmm. The following is from an article that appeared in the Mirror: Prince Andrew's tycoon pal may have taken compromising photos of him with the underage girl he's alleged to have abused. Details buried in original court papers filed against pervert Jerry Epstein. Sixty-one. Jeez, that's yikes. Revealed that he recorded the sordid orgies he threw for VIPs at his luxury homes using hidden cameras in the walls of guest bedrooms. So if Bill Clinton did commit a crime, somewhere there may actually be video of it. Yeah. Wow. A lawsuit claims Clinton was friends with an unnamed woman who, quote, kept images of naked underage children on her computer, helped to recruit underage children for Epstein, and photograph underage females in sexually explicit poses. While he cut off ties with Epstein, this woman's abuses apparently did not end their relationship, as she was reportedly one of the 400 guests at Chelsea Clinton's 2010 wedding, though the lawsuit may be bringing up sexual skeletons from Clinton's past. He has added to the drama of late by posing for a photo with two known prostitutes at a fundraiser in Los Angeles last month. Matt has his hand up. Uh, the gentleman in the front. When was the last time you invited your pimp to your daughter's wedding? Um... Uh, shoot, it's been a few years, but um, I'd say ballpark between never and never. Okay, so <laughs> so this lady and Jerry Epstein is a pimp uh-huh. for Bill Clinton. So specifically, she's a pimp for Jeremy Epstein, who's friends with Bill Clinton. And mm-hmm. she gets an invite to Chelsea Clinton's wedding? One of 400 people, you said? Mm-hmm. That's what this article alleges. From the sleuthjournal.com. He invited his pimp to his daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. That's what this says, yes. Can I say that again? He invited his pimp to his daughter's to his wedding. wedding. Now, what does that tell you about how they view what, they, what they're doing? Perfectly normal. It's perfectly normal. Perfectly. It's perfectly normal. Uh, the, the lady, the, the good family friend who finds you the young girls who are 12 and 13 years old... Perfectly as as normal as as the neighbor you've known for twenty years who brings you cookies every month, and who you shovel her driveway for you for her. For example, in a book published last year, and you said cookies. The first family detail: Secret Service agents reveal the hidden lives of presidents. It was documented that one of Clinton's latest girlfriends, known as the Energizer, okay, sometimes brought cookies to Secret Service agents that guard Bill. <laughs> Energizer, who's described as charming and friendly, sometimes brought cookies to the agents, according to the book excerpts. One told Kessler, quote, it was a warm day and she was wearing a low-cut tank top, Mm. and as she leaned over, her breasts were very exposed. They appeared to be very perky and very new and full. There was no doubt in my mind they had been enhanced. (laughs) Kessler also reports that Hillary's Secret Service detail informs Bill's Secret Service detail when the former First Lady is coming home, so Bill has time to get Energizer off the property and clean up any evidence. That's incredible. Oh. You got to know, though, that, that 40 years ago, they, they, they both said to each other, you can do whatever you want, just make sure I don't ever find out Oh, yeah, about Claire and... Um, which, yeah. obviously, Clinton uh, really uh, screwed the pooch 
with the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. I mean, when Hillary had to wake up and see that headline, it's like, what did I tell you? Yeah. Well, I gave you carte blanche. That's, that's And you do this. That's that's just... Uh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> something happened at the wrong time and the media got a hold of it. And oh, then, yeah, yeah somebody sure. didn't let yeah. it go and that sort of thing. Well, and these sorts of things mean like... it. <laughs> It's kind of like when, the, like the drug dealer, you know, it's like, oh, like he had forty-four pounds of marijuana or, or whatever. Like, like in reality, like that means that ten times more is going on that you have no idea about. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, um, almost like the relationship thing. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I found out, I found out my husband, you know, had two girlfriends in a span of five years. Well, that means he actually had six, and yeah. you found out about two. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, that that's what that means. Yeah, it's exactly what that means. So, anyways, it's all really what rather about, very disturbing. Bunch of terrible people. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, but uh, the plan we got to stick to the plan. Get the guns, march in Washington. No, don't. Come on, man. It's been a great episode. No, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm, I'm not going to bring that up. Well, you already did. It's not even serious anyway. There's there's articles in the I Constitution. I kind of want to click another link on this website. There's though. articles of the Constitution that that provide us basically the same thing without bloodshed. So uh, we need to we need to hop on that. I think Article Five actually. Um, anyway, are you ready to wrap it up? Are you ready to say goodbye to everybody, Addison, out there in Audio Land? Yeah, I believe I am. All right. This Sleuth Journal though, this is some good stuff here. This might be a staple here on this. Uh I, I tell you what, this was this was episode ninety. It was a great. Uh, wow, why pomegranate juice is the roto rooter for arteries? Anyways, this has been a great episode. Episode ninety. Um, I tell you what, let's uh, let's try and bring back in the next couple episodes, if not the next one, the next couple episodes, uh, Fox News versus Infowars again. Yes, a great yes, bit. We want to do that again. Yeah. Um, other than that. Give that some thought.com, Facebook.com slash give that some thought, Twitter.com slash give thought show. Um, yeah, check us out, like, share, tell a friend if, if you're into it, you like uh, what you're hearing. Uh, and I think you will. I think so too. Um, just warms your heart. My heart is so warm right now, Matt. It's so long until Christmas. I'm so happy about it. Mind your porn consumption, everybody out there in Audioland. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.